We think women need to talk more openly about money because money really matters. It shouldn't be embarrassing or confusing. Join the conversation. We'll be discussing a whole range of topics which will help you get comfortable with your finances. Money Matters, brought to you by AJ Bell. Hello, Happy New Year. This is the first Money Matters pod of 2023 with me in the hot seat as ever, Laura Souter. Happy New Year, Laura. Happy New Year. And I am one who loves a new year. I like the feeling of kind of fresh intentions, resolutions, fresh start. How are you feeling post Christmas and excess, Danny? (laughs) I'm the complete opposite because I really dislike the new year because it makes me think about all of my shortcomings and it also <laughs> makes me think about my expanding waistline after eating <laughs> far too many mince pies and drinking far too much wine over the Christmas period. Did you um, imbibe a lot? And still am. I mean, lots of people talk about dry January, don't they? I <laughs> seem to have gone in the opposite direction. I think January is a bit of a grey month, isn't it? I can't think of a worse month to try and start the diet and stop drinking and being better. So maybe I think I think January is a good month for setting your intentions for the year and then you actually start them in February when things are a little brighter. Oh, I like that idea because I, I must admit I do really struggle with New Year's resolutions. Um, Although I have started running because, of course, AJ Bell now sponsoring the Great North Run, and I've sort of thought maybe, just maybe, I'll get involved in the 10K. So I have started running. Um, But I know lots of people are making resolutions, promises to get fitter, healthier, more motivated. And we have a very timely chat with Ellie Webb, the founder of Caleno, an alcohol-free spirits business. It's a sector of the drinks industry that is just exploding at the moment. And Ellie talks about her inspiration for starting the business, the extra hurdles that she faced because she was a woman. And she also shares her confession. But you will have to wait for that. And obviously, as this is the Money Matters podcast, we will not just be talking about personal health, but also on the cash benefits, the financial benefits of cutting back on alcohol, but also talking about your health of your money. So like I said, January is a good time to sit back and think about what you want to achieve financially in the year. Um, You know, take a step back and look at some of maybe the financial mistakes you made last year um, and some of the things that you want to fix and do better this year. So we're going to talk about how to detox your finances and be financially fitter in 2023. Yeah, and I was just thinking about some of the the key tips that I've been sharing with lots of people over the last sort of week or so, because as you say, January is the time when people start to think really hard about, well, the new year and getting it off to the right start, you know, on the right foot and also dealing with all those credit card bills which start to drop on your mat after Christmas spending. And one of the big things that I have been talking about, it sounds really simple and straightforward, but it's know your budget. And I don't think there, there are lots of people out there that I've spoken to who go, oh, yeah, and are really surprised that just sometimes just putting pen to paper, just working out exactly what you've got coming in and what you've got going out and then what's left 
after all of that, it, it seems really simple, but so many people don't do it. And then that is when you can get into difficulties because suddenly you might find that what you've got coming in and what you've got going out don't add up anymore. And in fact, you know, you're spending far more than you're bringing in. And that, of course, is is when debt can start to mount. And if you have found yourself in that situation, if you've got any debts, do prioritise paying them off and do look for some of our articles on our Money Matters website with tips on what to do. But I think one of the things that has been spoken about a lot during the cost of living crisis is making sure that if you've got any subscriptions that you don't need, that you get rid of those. And I know lots of people are sort of paired back, but the one thing that I've found is that some of those annual subscriptions, they do start in January. And now is the time to have a look back through your old bank accounts, figure out what might be restarting and deciding if you really need it. And if you don't, then make sure you get on and cancel that before it starts to just tick over once again. And I think another thing that can be really useful because some of this is complicated and you don't want to be, you know, getting pen out every day and going through your incomings and outgoings because that just takes too long. But you can use bank accounts to really great effect now. I mean, they can tell you when subscriptions are due to be renewed, when your direct debits are going out. And they can also do things like help you save by you know, that, that sort of rounding up. So whenever you spend pound forty-three, it'll round you up to the nearest pound and put that money in a savings account. And pretty soon that can start to mount up. Yeah, and I think making some of those pretty quick changes in January can actually save you a load of cash over the full year. And it's about using some of these greyer, darker nights where we're not going out so much. People tend to stay in in January to think, okay, each night maybe I'm going to tackle one tiny task, whether that's, you know, setting up one of those roundup functions that you talked about or cancelling a subscription or opening a new savings account. I think that's quite a good way um, to look at it. But I think the other thing that is a priority for lots of people this year is kind of building a cushion for yourself. So starting saving if you don't have any cash savings or building up that pot for the year ahead. And that could be another one of your quick tick-off tasks that you do, which is setting up a direct debit going into a savings account that comes out of your account on payday with an amount of money that you think is realistic for you. And even if that's just, you know, £10, £20 a month, to get into that savings habit and get some of that money going out into a savings pot is a really good idea. And I think January is also a good time to look ahead to some of the costs that you might have coming later this year and kind of factoring those in and maybe saving up for those ahead of time. So a really big one for lots of people this year is going to be their mortgage coming up for a renewal and the higher cost that they're going to face as a result of that. So it could be putting a little bit extra aside so that you've got some money to go towards that. But it could equally be much more fun things like a big birthday, a big holiday. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm always going to bring holidays into this, but um, saving for those things throughout the year. I think it has a real feel good factor about it as well that then when you come to to buy that thing you feel like okay I've really put some time towards this put some time into saving for this um rather than having to kind of deal with a debt hangover afterwards after you've paid for it well I am absolutely in that boat 
at the moment because I have a big birthday and hopefully a big holiday coming up because I turned 50 this year, which I just can't quite imagine. But there we go. (laughs) (laughs) So I have actually started saving. I started saving last year and I did exactly that, just started to put £20 a month aside. And it is amazing how quickly it does start to add up and how lovely it is to look at that amount and think about where you're going to spend it um and i think a lot of people are also making a mistake of of not knowing exactly what they've got saved where because since we started workplace pensions if you've moved around a lot you might have actually amassed a whole load of different pension pots from your workplace pension and you might have lost track of some of those. And I think January is a a really good time to start thinking about where all your money is. So where are your pensions? How many pots have you got? Can you consolidate any of them? Will it help you save costs? Will it help you keep track of them? Will it help you, you know, make that pot grow faster because you've got more in it? And of course, you know, we like we like that interest, don't we? The compound interest, we're always going on about that. But, it, you know, on a bigger part, it can suddenly look so much better. And now is a really good time as well to start thinking about those tax wrappers. Have you used all of your um, amounts that you can for your ISA for if you're saving for a house? You know, have you got a lifetime ISA? Where is your money? Where can it do best for you? And I think that, so this is one of my personal financial resolutions for the year is doing that, but with savings accounts. So I practice what I preach in that I hunt around for the best deals for savings accounts. I'll open up, you know, regular savers if I want to save some money there. What it means is I have not quite, but about a thousand different pots of money with small amounts (laughs) in them where I've made use of different (laughs) savings rates over time. So it's not quite that mammoth task, but it is a task of, you know, looking at what money you've got where, consolidating it, getting rid of old savings accounts. Cash rates have gone up so dramatically that it's a great time to be hunting around for a better deal, checking on um, your savings account and seeing if it's earning you the most. And I opened a new cash savings account last week and literally did it while the kettle was boiling on my phone, download an app, set it up. It's so quick to do now. So I think before we used to think of having to print off paperwork or it just being a massive hassle to do now it is literally something you can do while you make a cup of tea obviously you need to make sure that you're definitely paying attention to the t's and c's and what you're signing up to but it's a much quicker task that you can do now um and the same for investing as well so if one of your you know financial new year's resolutions is to start investing this year then get started you can research the kind of platform that you want to use. Obviously, we have a slight bias towards AJ Bell or Doddle, but it is free choice. Um, But it's best to just get started. And even if you're setting up, most will allow you to save £25 a month. You could just start with that, set up the direct debit, get used to it and get going from there. And I think quite often people wait for the ideal time to start investing or the Mm -hmm. perfect time in markets or until they've got loads of money behind them. But actually, I think maybe you can use some of the energy from January to just just do it and just set it up and just get going. Just don't put all of your eggs in one basket. 
Yeah, I think a lot of people have been put off as well by the headlines that they've seen over the last year in particular, because I think during the pandemic, we got more attuned to talking about money. Lots of people maybe started investing for the first time. And I think because now you can take a look at your investments on an app and you can see almost real time how they're going up and down as the case is probably been over the last uh, few months. And I think one thing that we always say, and so many people say, and that's because it is true, you shouldn't try and time the markets. That's not where success is. It's not about timing the markets. About It's about time in the markets. So if you just start and just think about making sure that you've got a real range of investments, that you know the kind of risk profile that you want, and just put your money in, just make a start, because that is where you're really going to see the difference. Um, and I think, you know, don't just buy one stock, don't just buy Tesla, because I know quite a lot of people have been talking about Tesla recently, and it's lost quite a lot in terms of its stock market valuation. But make sure that you're buying a, a whole range of different things, or, you know, maybe go for a fund. There are lots of funds out there that will do that job for you. And uh, I, I think that, you know, that's really important. And that is all part of the bigger picture as well, because inflation is going to stick around. You know, if you've got your mortgage payment, as you were saying earlier, if, if a fixed rate is going to come to an end, then, you know, the payments are likely to go up. And also, it's not just the big picture in terms of, you know, the economy, whether it be in the UK or whether it be globally, but it's also your big picture. You know, is there anything that's going to happen to you over the next year? Are you getting married? If you are, congratulations. Maybe you've got a child on the way. And again, congratulations. Wow. Maybe you're retiring, which, you know, right about now sounds really quite nice, but it's a huge life change. And all of those things they need you to really start thinking about your finances earlier. And you were brilliant at that when you had your child because you were really thinking about how it was going to impact your finances months before. Yeah, and but I think, I mean, that's easy to do in my job. And also then the pandemic came along and squashed all ways of me spending money. So that was <laughs> frugal maternity leave. But um, yeah, I think it's about looking ahead to some of those things. So personally, my mortgage is coming up around this time next year. That's quite a looming thing on, on the horizon because rates will have gone up dramatically from when I fixed um, what will be five years ago at that point. Um, so that's a big thing that I've got on my horizon. Now that's a year away. There's nothing I can do about it right now, but I can start kind of saving some money towards it to maybe um, pay off a bit extra on my mortgage or work out ways where I'm going to be able to afford that additional cost. Um, but I do have a, a lovely thing coming down the pipe of some free childcare hours. So my crippling childcare costs will get slightly cheaper. So it's also factoring in some of the positive things like that. So at that point, I will have a little bit extra money each month. Granted, probably going to get eaten up by those big mortgage payments. But even so, it's about factoring in some of those things and working out how you're going to manage them across the year. Tuition costs, that is one of the things which is due to come to an end for me because my uh, eldest is doing her GCSEs in May and we've been paying for a tutor because COVID just 
caused huge problems. So I am looking forward to having a little bit of extra cash left over at the end of the month from that. But another way that I have been saving money already this January is because my husband is doing dry January. He does it every year and he's just brilliant at it. I'm not so great and I find January quite tricky. So I'm not cutting out, but I am cutting back. And my last supermarket shop came in a heck of a lot cheaper than the previous one. And I know that Christmas was involved, but still, it was a nice surprise. Yeah, I think quite a few people are making those cutbacks. Um, For me, it's meat. I mean, it's got so much more expensive at the supermarket. So we've decided to eat a bit less, maybe have it as a kind of weekend treat and eat much more vegetarian to try and cut down on that supermarket shop because those costs are so large at the moment. But I think a lot of people are joining you in dry January and non-alcoholic spirits have become quite the fixture on supermarket shelves. And lots of drink makers now have cottoned on to the fact that people want to drink non-alcoholic drinks, whether that's all the time or just want that as an option. Um, So what does it take to launch a non-alcoholic spirit business? Danny's been talking to one woman who has done just that. Yeah, Ellie Webb launched her business in January, January 2019, and it's been quite the ride. I caught up with her to ask her about the growing demand for non-alcoholic spirits and the struggles that she had as a woman looking to launch a startup in such a competitive sector. Ellie, I suppose the first thing to start with really is, what is Kalenio? Yeah, Kalenio is a range of tropical non-alcoholic spirits that are designed to be used in a similar way to your favourite gin or rum. You mix them with your favourite mixer or you can use them in cocktails, but they are completely alcohol free. Uh, They are free from sugar and super low in calories. So great if you're trying to go alcohol free or just trying to cut down a little bit during the week. And I imagine because we're now in January, dry January for a lot of people, we're putting the excess of Christmas behind us. And it's sort of a time I would imagine that you start to find new customers drifting your way. Yeah, certainly. January is a big, big time for us every year. It's it's a time where lots of people experiment. It's a time where lots of people set themselves a challenge to go without alcohol for the month or at least make it for a proportion of the month. Uh, so we definitely see a spike in sales around that time because people are experimenting with not just Caleno and al- you know, alcohol-free spirits, but also beers, ciders, wines, you name it, all sorts. What made you start the business? So interestingly, I actually had the idea to start this business in January. Uh, I used to work for a drinks company and I was doing dry January myself, but still wanted to go out and socialise with my friends and normally ended up getting stuck with a pint of Diet Coke or a glass of water. And I couldn't understand why that was when I worked in a really exciting, innovative industry, uh, but it seemed like they just catered to people that drank alcohol. And I wanted to change that. And so I wondered whether I could create a grown up alternative uh, to uh, alcohol, alcoholic spirits like gins, rums that I could mix um, and have in the evening. So it kind of started there just out of a personal need. And then the sort of development took around two years before I got it to market. So I launched in 2019, about four years ago. 
um, lucky enough to launch into into quite a large retailer Sainsbury's at the time. Uh, it was sort of a time when the no and low category was beginning to emerge. It's very different now, but it was beginning to emerge, and so um, just just grew the brand out from there. Really, drinking alcohol, you know, it's all been such a societal norm for such an incredibly long time. It does feel like something is changing, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, if you look at the figures, around 30% of people are either cutting back or cutting out alcohol completely. Uh, And that's for a variety of reasons. At the older end, it, it tends to be I want to drink less for health reasons. And at the younger end, it's just I never really picked up the habit in the first place. I'm more interested in going to the gym, working out, looking after myself, eating more healthily. So haven't really picked up the the habit of drinking heavily so there are there are a few different uh, cultural sort of societal changes at play Uh, and also availability has improved drastically so I you know I launched Kalenio four years ago but in that time we've seen lots of products come to market supermarkets have embraced this category and bars and restaurants so now when you know when you walk into a restaurant or bar and order ask what they've got on the menu they they may well have a dedicated section for non-alcoholic drinks that don't just contain soft drinks diet coke j2o's there'll be grown-up alternatives and the same for supermarkets they've got entire sections dedicated to uh, non-alcoholic drinks so i think availability changing has also really helped there were probably a lot of people that didn't really drink very much or didn't drink at all who now feel that they've got something they can drink and and that in turn has has meant that people who um, are starting to change their habits and drink less have also uh, joined joined the community as well. You were talking about the fact that you've worked in the drinks business for a while. Um, Mm. In the past it was a sector that was quite male dominated how have you found being a woman, particularly being a woman launching a business in what was in the past quite a man's world? Yeah, I mean, I've worked in the drinks industry since my early 20s. I remember uh, one of the companies I worked for going to present at a board meeting with well over 10, 12 people. And the major- well, pretty much all of them were male apart from one woman who sat on the board. Um, and that, that that's just generally what I found throughout and so when I when I started my business on my own as a sole female founder that was quite rare all the founders I, I met were tended to be male tended to be a bit older I also remember once in one of my pitches uh, some of the feedback for why I didn't get a straight yes was that was to do with my age and how young I was and probably because I was a solo female founder it just wasn't what they were used to seeing so they questioned it and so I've just I guess I've just kind of got on got on with it and used actually my business to prove that that women can be very successful and run successful businesses and and I'm seeing a lot of support from others in the industry uh, so that that's been great and I'm part of a, an initiative called Buy Women Built which supports female founders and, and encourages people to buy from female founded businesses because we're only going to grow if people people actually buy our products. You clearly have gone head on at any of the hurdles that you've come up against. Were there ever any points, ever any hurdles where you just thought this isn't going to happen for me? Loads of time. I think, I, I, although I would, what I would say is, I think as a as a 
an entrepreneur and a founder of a business, you have um, a relentless passion and just an unwavering belief in in your business. And so even when I've encountered tough times, like, you know, the last couple of years, COVID in particular was really difficult because it, it was the uncertainty of not knowing uh, whether we were going to be able to produce bottles and get to market and whether people would still buy the products. So, but even in that, I, I kind of had this desire to kind of, I will get through this no matter what. And of course you can't, you can't predict everything, but I think attitude can, can get you a long way. So anytime I've faced difficult times, I've, um, I've written it down and I've, I've reflected on it and then come back to it later on and go, actually, I got through that. It felt, felt really, really tricky at the time. I mean, just this time last year, we had one of our biggest disasters. We had a, a huge, um, uh, lorry fire so a, a lorry um that was carrying the majority of our christmas stock caught fire on the motorway everything got destroyed not just us but other other brands too and so that was a major blow because we we're obviously going into our busiest period christmas and then january um and so you know luckily people that we worked with were, were really supportive but it was a difficult thing to get through and you just think oh my god this is a huge disaster what am I going to do but you do find you do find a way in the end to, to get through things like that. This is a podcast which is very much aimed at women we talk about finance a lot and I know something that a lot of women entrepreneurs talk about when they're trying to get started is the difficulty getting finance what advice would you give to other women who are maybe just starting their journey? um so advice to women starting their journey I mean all I can all I can tell you is the way I did it which is not necessarily always the right way but I I think it was probably a sensible way so uh, I had an idea um I was very passionate about that I kind of wanted to quit my job straight away which was a terrible idea and I'm very glad I didn't do it (laughs) people convinced me otherwise so I actually worked for about a year and a half of and in the background worked on so just got up early in the morning worked um in the evenings and weekends to to get it um ready I invested a, a bit of my own money I didn't have loads and I was also fortunate to get a £10,000 bursary that I'd applied for that paid for recipe development uh, branding well actually branding um I mean you know use your networks as much as you can because some of these things you can get for free I uh, I managed to get an agency that I'd interned with um, in my early 20s to, to support me and front a lot of the cost and, and the design because they were interested in the project. So that saved me money. Uh, so I think just making every penny you've got matter and go as far as possible. Uh, I also spent some of that money on uh, my first production run, so 10,000 bottles. So I essentially used that money to get me to a prototype product, which then meant I could uh, go and pitch for investment. And at the time, I was just landing my first contract with Sainsbury's. I was going into 500 stores. So that helped me land my uh, first big round of funding, um, where I was able to then hire a small team, so someone in operations, in marketing, and a person in sales, and then spend uh, some of the money on social media marketing and events. Just finally, how did you feel when you finally had that bottle with the label and it was on the shelves in a supermarket and you walked in and saw it? Oh, it was it was like an experience that I'll, 
like no other that I won't ever forget. It's so much hard work, such a long time building up to it. And then to see it on shelf in a national supermarket just felt like everything I'd dreamed of in terms of from just sketching the bottle when I first had the idea to actually then seeing it there and it had actually happened was just a a really big really big momentous occasion for me and just proved that if you work hard and you have an idea and, and you're passionate about something that you can make it happen. Ellie thank you so much it's been brilliant. No thanks for having me. Ellie Webb, founder of Caleno there, talking to Danny. What a great story that she had. Yeah, she just absolutely fizzes with enthusiasm and uh, something of a, a dynamo, I think. I get the feeling that she really doesn't like to hear the word no, but it doesn't mean that she hasn't made mistakes. And as always, at this point in our podcast, we have our financial confession. I know it's your favourite part of the pod, <laughs> I always see you begin to smile when we get to this bit. Um, But in this case, I must confess, I have done exactly the same as Ellie in the past. Take a listen. (laughs) I thought about this because I am... I don't spend a lot on myself and I think I I apply that to my business. So I'm careful with money. I spend it when I need to. Um, But I did think back actually to some of the early days when um, I was ordering some of the cardboard boxes that held our bottles. Uh, And you can hold six bottles in in a cardboard box and I'd completely forgotten that or just wasn't really thinking about that. So I ordered one box per bottle. So I ordered basically five times more than I needed. So when I should have printed about uh, 6,000. It was five times more than that. So that was a bit of a mistake and just meant I had years and years worth of uh, cases that I probably um, just wouldn't have paid paid that much for. So it reminded me just to, to think things through before I, I press go on an order. <laughs> so where are your cases now? Have you got like a warehouse full of cardboard boxes? Well, I mean, that was four years ago, so we managed to get through them. Uh, We managed to get through them, but it just meant we weren't able to change the design as quickly as we would like. And, you know, I didn't want to waste them. So we we just carried on using them for for ages. (laughs) Use them up in any way we could. Such an easy mistake to make to miss details. I am definitely guilty of this. When I was renovating our house, I would religiously forget to look at the sizes of things and order absolutely miniature doorknobs once that were meant for doll's houses when I thought they were actually meant for our normal doors. Um, And I continue to do it. I just get excited about something, order it, think it's a bargain, and then realise actually it's a miniaturised version of what I actually wanted. I did that at Christmas as well because I wanted some boxes to put sweets in for people. And I, I thought that okay, I'll be able to fit a couple of Mars bars in, you know, a few Twixies, and I got the box, and they were jewellery boxes. <laughs> so yeah. I fit a pair of earrings in, so it just wasn't going to work. So they're currently sat on my kitchen table gathering dust. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> They'll be featured in a giveaway soon. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we are giving away four bottles of Caleno in our latest competition. To enter, all you have to do is follow us at AJ Bell Money Matters on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook or TikTok. We are dominating the social media scene. (laughs) 
We really are. We're on everything. Yeah. The first time I did a TikTok, my girls winced, but there we are. Um, back to the competition. So followers, like the relevant post, tag a gal pal that you would like to share a bottle with. You need to do that by 11.59pm on Sunday, the 22nd of January, 2023. So if you're listening to this podcast after that date, I'm really sorry, but don't worry, we'll have plenty of other offers coming up. Four lucky winners will be chosen at random and contacted via DM by 5pm on Wednesday, the 25th of January. Now, for terms and conditions, visit the website. Good luck. And we'll give a shout out to our winners on our next pod episode. And congratulations to those listeners who won a copy of Laura Waitley's book from the last podcast. All of those winners have now been contacted. And in our next episode, we will be chatting about how you can prepare financially for a recession, as that is what's on the cards for this year. But we'll also be finding out everything you need to know about credit scores from the lovely folk at Experian. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your pods. See you next time. Before you go, please remember this podcast is for educational purposes and the views expressed don't necessarily reflect those of AJ Bell. The podcast isn't telling you whether certain investments are suitable or not. And don't forget that the value of investments can change and you can lose money as well as make it. It's also important to remember that tax rules apply and that the way an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it behaves in the future. If you want help, go see a qualified financial advisor.